Hey, and we're back. So I hope people be- don't get ner- I hope people don't get nervous by these little uh, drops in, in time, you know, in between fresh material. Well, it's you know, I had a trip to Club Med. Is, has, is the debt going to be repaid yet? Oh, it never will be repaid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! Yeah, it was a good. It was a good. Uh, we'll call it. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was a good 28 days of fun. All right, all right. See, that's how you become a radio mofo insider. Is you learn about all the deep, dark shit. True. Like, yeah. Clandestine stuff. Yeah, the kind of stuff that. Well, it's it's very rare we don't actually talk about something that we've done or what's what's happened in the past or our old group or we just don't name names as often as we probably could not that anybody would sue us because we have no money to get sued for which also stands to the quality of this podcast even though i kind of like you know well if i yeah you won't find us living in mansions and banging models well yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're like hand models or like plus size models or uh... granted, plus size girls, they know what they want and they're always hungry for it. Jesus Christ. You know, it's nice I can actually do that to you because you were giving me crap a couple of weeks back about like one of our topics. I kept saying, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus Christ. I chalked that up to a Lutheran upbringing, you know, but. Yeah, that was a that was nice a Todd's like body positivity message for the week. Yeah, nice I can get one out of you once in a while. But anyways, <laughs> I got a I got a blast from the past for you. Oh shit! Three words. Buckets of piss. No. Yep, I ran into the the originator of that phrase at the grocery store this morning when I was stocking booze. And he was looking through the frozen aisle, and I'm like, I look over, I'm like, is that who I think it is? So I go over, I'm like, hey, how you doing, buddy? He's like, hey, how are you doing, guy? He's already so happy to see me. I don't know why. I, I, don't know, I, I could have been like the son-in-law that got away, you know? Yeah, maybe it's because she's dating some like twacked out meth dealer now. No, she's married to him. Oh, great. For those of you not familiar with the Buckets of Piss story, we have addressed it before, but it does involve a woman Todd dated, um, me being wingman to a visit to their house, and her kid peeing everywhere. Yeah, he was young, you know, peeing in a toilet was new to him, and like most most men will tell you, your penis is a plaything at first, actually maybe all of your life. But, you know, like little kids when they're peeing, they get a chance. They're going to like look for different targets or just see how far they can get it or just keep it completely outside of the bowl just because. So like we're all hanging out in the kitchen and dad comes out after the little guy's been in the bathroom. He's just screaming about there's buckets of piss everywhere. And seriously, this is like a small child, maybe, I don't know, kindergarten age. He doesn't have a bucket of piss inside him. That's just not physically possible. Maybe, I don't know, what's, what's a kid's junk hole? Like maybe half a cup? Well, I don't think it's junk hole's anything. I think it's the bladder part that does that. 
I'm not a medical expert, though. I could be wrong. Well, you see where I'm going. Yeah. But yeah, and Mikey was there for that. And it's always just been a running joke for us for years about buckets of piss. And I had to bring this, I had to mention it today because I literally saw this guy at the store. All right. So, so that's, we have, that's my little flashback. So she's still alive. She's just not stalking you anymore. No, that was the other one. Wait a minute. You had a stalker? Well, I remember the last girlfriend, right? Uh, she's uh, I caught her driving past my house a couple times. And there's no reason to be anywhere near my neighborhood. I thought it was you usually know. guys that did that. No. no guys, I drive, guys drive I by and they see a bedroom light on at 2 a.m. And they go, you whore. Well, either that or like, hey, baby, you still up? You know, I've never done that. I've definitely sent some drunk text messages that I regret and probably didn't make sense at the time, but I don't know if Def I've done the you up thing. It must be a new millennial thing. I I never did that either. I mean, everyone, when I was in my college days, like in between semesters, I'd be home for the summer. You'd just be bored. So you just tool around and see if anybody you know has got their lights on. For the record, when Todd gets drunk, from my experience, it's it, it's best to relieve him of his phone. Oh yes, oh yes, I I leave, I yeah, I back that up completely. You're one of those weirdos that still calls people. Well, I repress too much. You know, you may not think it from the show and from like our outtakes from our radio days, but I tend to repress a lot. I chalk it up to my Luther, you know, upbringing. Yeah, I've got a lot of. I'm told from my retreat that I have a lot of Catholic guilt. A lot of what guilt? Catholic guilt. You're Catholic? Well, kind of. Funny story. I was never actually confirmed because we were such little pieces of shit that we got kicked out of... First, we got kicked out of the church. Uh, second, wow. we got we got kicked out of a nun's house who volunteered to do it. And third, we actually got kicked out of a parent's house who volunteered to take us uh, once a week for our uh, Catholic upbringing. And that last night was actually that last night was actually the night when, for some reason, it came up in our workbooks or whatever the hell it was that we had to talk about masturbation. And uh, I still remember one of the kids saying, "Am I asking if he was going to hell because he just got done doing that before the uh, group?" And none of us were confirmed. There were 12 of us in that group, and not one single one of us actually got confirmed. Wow. Yep. Going to hell. Well, you'll be in good company, at least. True. So, a, lot of your, a lot of your radio co-workers will probably be down there spinning, too. <laughs> Should really do a Songs About Hell podcast one of these times. Anyway, uh, it's pretty hard to beat Highway to Hell by ACDC with Bon Scott. True. Classic. So I put it out there for our listeners. Uh, what is the dumbest, absolute dumbest thing you have ever done slash funniest? Because there's a lot of pretty bad stories that I've got that I'm not sharing on here. 
that aren't funny. But I, there's a, I started a poll, actually, and we got Twitter voters on the Radio Mofo Twitter page. And it comes down to five categories. Can you guess what any of them are? Uh, do any of them involve masturbation? Uh, sex is one. Keep going. Um, uh, peeing on churches? Uh, alcohol. That's one. All right. All right. <laughs> For those of you that uh, don't know, I had to stop Todd from peeing on a church on his uh, 30th birthday. You know, the scary part is I'm almost 50 now. Yeah, I know. And that church has been completely redone, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Might have to make a stop for your next birthday, even though they probably, no, have, security no. they probably have security cameras by now. Oh, God, they got you. All, All right. the homeless people run around the front. Yeah. So drugs is another one. There are two more. One's very important in everybody's life. I'll give you a hint. You uh, try to make as much of this as possible. Money? Yep. That's on there. And then the last one, the last one's kind of surprising. Uh, marshmallow. Nope. Uh, clothing. Nope. Give you one more guess. Can you give me like a small hint? Um, it comes from stomach discomfort. Farting? Poop. Oh, alright. So, top two vote getters, since we just ended up doing a poll here, are uh, drugs and alcohol. Those got 50%, and sex got 50%. So, it was a tie. So, Todd Springer, I bring it to you. Off the top of your head, what is one of the dumbest things you've ever done? Oh. Besides Hug, besides hug Patrol. Hug Patrol? Oh, Jesus. For reference on Hug Patrol, look back to previous episodes. Um, oh, God. I I think back... Well, first, well, I mean, there's a long list of them, but we'll talk about radio when I was in my 20s. I... I was working a weekend. I ended up having to pull a double, and I was so pissed. I resigned as manager from uh, the radio group, the, the one that used to have the buzz back in the day. Yep. Because I was so fed up with the crappy part-timers that the other manager had hired, and just being stressed out. And it was a huge mistake because that manager, like a month later, put in a resignation and left. And then I asked, I put my, you know, my, I basically went for it. And the owner's like, well, I would have just would have given it to you automatically, but you quit on me. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, so I've learned, you know, when you get really, really worked up, don't make any rash decisions because you might cut it off your nose to spike your face. Holy shit. And, um, there's a podcast episode in itself right there, Rash Decision. Yeah, yeah. That or like going after a girl that when I had probably a decent one that was interested in me, but I thought I could, you know, upscale. I mean, that's that's just the problems of youth. You know, you always want to like upscale and get something better. 
and then you actually find a decent girl who at the time would shag you fucking senseless and you're trying to upscale and you get this freaking prude and I'm like oh, what am I doing what am I doing and I, I kick myself about that one a lot my buddy Andy has always reminded me that I am so fucking oblivious what's going on because we'll be out someplace or doing something and be like dude that totally that chick was totally into you and i'm like what 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 yeah that that happened to me all i went out with the same girl all through high school only to find out like 10 years later that i definitely could have upscaled by multiple people i was on i was and i was i'm to this day i think i'm not aware of someone actually hitting on me or showing interest until they're pretty much sitting on my face yeah i was kind of like that in high school and college and girls basically to hold me down and stick their tongue down my throat it's like oh i take it that you fancy me yep till i'm uh in the middle of a mustache ride pretty much pretty much i mean i there's i mean Everybody's got rejection stories. I mean, we've all got some truly cataclysmic ones where you're totally barking up the wrong tree. Or maybe it was the right tree, but your approach was really bad. Yeah, and I still, I think I still remember pretty well the very first time I got rejected. And it was in junior high, actually. And I asked this girl that I had, I guess I had the hots for to dance at a dance. And she laughed at me and then asked me if I had any gum. That one still hurts. Damn. She only wanted me for my gum. And then, like, years later, I ended up dating the one that uh, liked to sniff white out during math class. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Well, we, we could go rejection stories. I definitely have more. Oh, yeah. Has the mighty yeah. Todd ever... Let's, let's talk about Todd's, like, were you ever rejected in high school? You know, it was funny because, like, so I had this girlfriend in high school. She's the one that made me a man. <laughs> and it's funny because like, when you're dating somebody, then suddenly you're of interest to other girls. But when you break up with said girlfriend, suddenly you're fucking radioactive. They want nothing to do with you. And as a young man, I couldn't wrap my brain around that. I'm like, two weeks ago, these chicks were totally flirting with me. And now that I'm like a free man, now they won't give me the time of day? What the fuck? You know, and it's, I mean, that was that was brutal because it was Valentine's Day. My girlfriend brought me over a Valentine's gift and said, how about we see other people? And <laughs> me, and, me and my arrogance at the time, you know, because I was a young man freshly getting laid and full of confidence and a few ounces lighter. And I'm like, sure, baby, whatever you want. I got, oh, that's fine with me. I got all kinds of fillies lined up. And then the next day I find out she's going out with one of the biggest shit bags in our school. I mean, just <laughs> total shit bag. And basically she was mentoring him for some class. And I guess he was just working it nonstop. And you know, it's the old thing is like, oh, I could, I could do you better, baby. Your guy ain't nothing. He don't take care of you. He don't respect you, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it, I, that was so fucking humiliating. In school, because everybody, all the all the dumb jocks come up to me is like, "Dude, your girl's with this other guy. What's up?" 
and I'm like, I don't know what to say. And then they went to prom together. Then I didn't, I didn't even go to prom because it's like, nah, nah. There's no one I really want to go with. I mean, I actually had a couple girls ask me, and I turned them down. Just, Ooh. Were Were you playing eat? Were you playing hard to get, or were you just that emo at the time? Probably a bit of both. It was a whole thing about trying to like, you know, upscale. I'm like, no, you got to be better than the last one. Otherwise, it's not worth doing. That's that yeah. is true though, because like during my twenties, I definitely, but I had, you know, when you're in your twenties, you have options. And now that I'm, I'm well, just gonna say older, the options seem to have depleted themselves. Well, I think back to when I was in my 20s, you have like a 30-year-old chick hit on you. And in hindsight, I mean, granted, I don't know, I didn't know then what I know now. If a mid-30s woman is hitting on you, she's going to shag the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> because at that point, she's fully in control of her appetites and knows exactly what she wants and how she wants it. If she wants it repeatedly, she's going to get it from some young fuck. Well, yeah, the first time I was with somebody in my my well, that was in her thirties, I, I wasn't it wasn't that big of an age difference. I think I was like twenty seven, but ho- I, holy crap! Like I think I was cross eyed for about a week after that. Is that the is that the chick from Chicago? Uh, Chicago, Atlanta. That, that that leads to my also back to my dumbest story. That was we went we ate at uh, Casablanca together that time. Okay, yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, you said she was something special. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's special enough that after hanging out with her only three times, went to Milwaukee to visit, and she said, "Oh, my dad's moving me to Atlanta," and she said, "Do you want to come with me?" And I went, "Yeah, sure. I'll sell all my shit, and move all the way across the country with somebody I don't know really at all." That tells yeah. you what that what how good that experience was. You were young and in lust. Lust was was definitely a factor because I still remember driving there after I'd already driven her there and flown back and then got all my stuff and was driving back to Atlanta, um, hitting the Georgia border and seeing the sign that said "Welcome to Georgia" and I almost was just in tears, going, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah. Aside from the fact that when my my folks actually found out about me moving, we went to lunch and um, there was like zero talking and both of my parents thought I had gone totally crazy at the time, which I did. But you can't explain to your dad that this girl that did things to you that you didn't know were possible. Yeah, that's, I mean, for the ladies listening, once you fully control your feminine power, you can make most men do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that goes back to the Chappelle show quote again, where he's talking about how men would never buy a house if they didn't have to. Like, if a man could fuck a woman in a cardboard box. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Got any other good rejection stories? I feel like probing you today. I've got both hell um, if you haven't been able to tell. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's one where you're, like, you're getting along with somebody and maybe you hang out a couple times. They're not dates per se, but then you you try to initiate something a little more intimate and just get completely shut down. 
I mean, you metaphorically hold out your hand, and then she looks at your hand like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, wow, that, that, that was rough. That set me off kind of in a dark spiral for a while. Here I am being a gentleman and just getting basically scoffed at. Yeah, that kind of happened to me with the waitress at the bar for a while. Actually, I had dated her for a couple of years. Um, and then she became a waitress at the bar and insecure me just couldn't deal with her being hit on by these all these college dipshits all the time. But, so when she said, she goes, I think I'm going to move to Kansas. I was like, okay. Dumb me going, yeah, I'll do better. No big deal. And then it turns out that she went to spring break with and ended up, um, what's the proper way to say getting a train run on her by like four of our bouncers? Well, oh, I guess God. I don't need, I guess I don't need to worry about the train being running on her part being, I already said it, but yeah, yeah. I found out about that. Ah, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know. Now she's one. Here's another weird thing is like some of the girls and definitely the guys too that were the biggest man whores or just skanks and stuff like that in college. And there's nothing we can't shame people, I guess, anymore for, you know, going through or having a train run on them. Um, well, if it's if it's completely in 100 percent consensual, that's fine. But usually girls that get trains run on them are drunk and or high. Uh, with her, I assume it was. Anyway, yeah. um, where the hell was I going with this? I don't know. I'm, just, I'm having flashbacks about drunk naked Iowa girl. Ah, uh, yes, finger cuffs. Two guys doing finger cuffs on it. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> I said, if you're gonna do this, do not let them film it. Just, you know, I mean, th- this is years before like revenge porn became a term. You know. It's like, do not send naked pictures that have your face in them to anybody because once it shoots out across the internet, it's going to end up someplace else. He's going to show all of his friends and then they're going to be like, hey, can you forward that to me? And they'll forward it to them. And then it's going to end up in some sort of giant fucking website and 4chan and Wankfest or whatever the fuck they call that big <laughs> dump a couple years ago. Wankfest? Is that what it was? I don't know. Wankfest. It, it was all these young starlets and like famous women that had sent new photos to like their boyfriends or whatever, and all their phones and shit got hacked. And so it was all on like was it 4chan or 8chan? Something like 4chan. And it got released. So suddenly the whole internet is flooded with all these naked pictures of chicks that never do nudity. You know, you'd never see him naked in a movie or nothing. Yeah, I think and, Jennifer Hudson was one of them, wasn't she? I um, mean, it was all kinds of actresses, you know. Oh, no, 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 not Jennifer Hudson, but... Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm wondering, who the hell she sent those to? Was it Harvey Weinstein? I don't know. Well, if you can keep the old dog at bay with pictures. But... And then I think it was the, I don't remember. Kelly Kaylee or whatever from the Big Bang Theory was one of them too. Now yeah, don't was, go. You know, if you're not familiar with that, don't go googling it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't, don't. But I mean, it was just—it's like never send naked pictures to people. 
See, that's the reason that I do all my sex tapes on VHS. Yeah, it's probably the best year. VHS, or if I'm going for quality, I use Beta. Oh, nice touch. Nice yep. touch. That's when I really bring out the, the nice lighting and everything like that. Yeah, because, you know, HD, it's really unforgiving. You know, it shows every ingrown hair. It shows every on your ass. <laughs> you know, if you get, like, the slightest hemorrhoid starting to form, that's going to show up. So, yeah, it's just, HD is unforgiving. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I've, I've, well, the one I mentioned to you before um, was the one from Chicago and, and, parts thereof um had wanted to make one once and that was you know when cell phones were starting to get a little bit better and that that capability was there yeah but i i well i don't think i ever could have watched it that was the thing for me it was like what's the point like i'm never gonna watch this because you know i'm gonna see my myself i'm not i'm gonna go holy shit get your fat ass to the gym or or like you were really done in ten seconds. Like you want to show the world that? Yeah, yeah. It's, I I remember Sam Kinison making a joke like oh God, like thirty years ago about like when sex tapes were starting to leak, and he's like, God, I hope there's never like a Roseanne Barr, Tom Arnold sex tape. It'd be like two walruses fucking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that's an image you cannot get out of your head. Oh Jesus. Yeah, and I, you know, even it would have to be under if it were made with modern technology, it would have to be under like so many different security protocols and locks. It, you'd have to be like uh, Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible to get it and like lower yourself down from the ceiling and you know access the computer files and yeah. It, now, it, if you really want to watch yourself fuck, you have to go old school and just hang mirrors like on the ceiling and around the bed. That way you're getting it all in real time and there's no recording devices and you can just see it from every angle. Yeah, I don't have a problem with going back to the highlight reel in my head if I have to. Oh God, every guy does that. Get the Rolodex. (laughs) There's the highlight reel and then there's the low light reel that for some reason my sick brain will, will, you know, flip back to right when stuff's getting good with the highlight reel. And then I'm like, womp, womp. Yeah, I got the same problem. Where, you know, the, 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 you know, the couple times you were too drunk to fuck and you tried anyways, you basically got two strokes before you popped. Or just, you know, or the one time I had a leg cramp and fell off the bed. Um, let's see what other. Just, I always remember the bad ones. I remember the good ones. The good ones, I think, got pushed to a place in my mind where I I can recall them, but only briefly. That's well, like the, up your Catholic guilt. The bad ones are the ones you think about at 2 a.m. when you're trying to sleep, and you go, "Oh my God, I'm a piece of shit," or "What the hell was I thinking?" Yeah, you don't seem to remember like all the good ones where you're swinging around like fucking Tarzan and you're doing like Herculean poses and it's like. Feel every mighty stroke. You are filled with pleasure. <laughs> the people in the hotel room. The people in the hotel room next to you are banging on the walls because you're too loud. Pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, the womp womp. Those are the ones that you just 
you'll remember that while you're walking through Target sometime. You'll see somebody that might look like that girl, and then I want to go in back into my car and then beat myself to death with the steering wheel. Well, that's why I think the new age man has got, you know, multiple tricks up his sleeve. You know, you work on your tongue exercises, you work on your massage techniques. So just in case, you know, you, your, your V8 turns into a two cycle, you know, you got some other tricks there to keep her happy and hopefully like get her across the finish line if you can't even limp across. <laughs> Remember guys, foot massage gets a lot of, gets a lot of the work done for you. All right. Well, we have uh, also reached the end of our program, but we did meet it with uh, some sexual tips from Todd. So there you go. Yeah. Always be a kind of conscientious lover. 